This is Hope FM. Just now, my very special guest is somebody who gets, uh, well, he gets excited most of the time, but he gets particularly excited at this time of the year. His name is Colin Bennett. Uh, Good morning to you, Colin. Hallelujah. Oh, he's there. Good morning. I thought you were a bit slow (laughs) coming in there. I thought you're doing that deliberately. Oh, I I was just... Exactly. Yeah, isn't it a great, isn't it? A, I mean, obviously, Easter period. I mean, a, a lot of people think about Good Friday and I think, why on earth is it called Good Friday? I mean, why is it called Good Friday? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, obviously, is it's great news. It's good news, isn't it? Good news to the poor, good news to all of us that we have a saviour. We couldn't save ourselves, so we have a saviour and that wonderful saviour the lord jesus christ so that's that's why it's called good but i think also some people say it's the derivation of god friday so the whole notion that it's god's friday it's when god died but he couldn't die because he he lives forever and so he then rose fully man and fully god that's jesus and of course probably the most exciting we are one of the most exciting things of all is, of course, the fact that so many lives are, are changed. I mean, I know that your life has been completely changed by God, although you, 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 you had a bit, of, a bit of a bumpy ride becoming a Christian, didn't you? Well, you know, there's always, there's always ups and downs, isn't there? And uh, um, <clears throat> I just um, was, was completely lost during my childhood and youth. But, uh, you know... Come the year twenty, when I was twenty-five years of age, that was the just a wonderful year. Not only did I become a Christian, but in that same twelve months, I also married my wonderful wife. We've now been married nearly forty years. So that whole sense of being redeemed—I've been redeemed twice, Blair. Redeemed by my by the Lord Jesus Christ, but also redeemed by being married to a wonderful woman, Yvonne. Now, I know you haven't said too much about it, and there, and there will there'll be many people listening to the programme, you know, who who are either ha- have gone through bad times or are right in the middle of bad times. I know that, that, that you uh, had to come out of a, a pretty much an, an abusive background, you, and particularly with your mum being, being abused by your dad and so on. The, the issues for you were big uh, and yet here you are on the other side of all of that saying that actually uh, the whole faith in God and what Jesus died on the cross transformed your life and, and and that brings encouragement to so many others doesn't it Colin? Absolutely I mean you know I thought I'd got all of my act together when I was 11 or 12 years of age but a realization when I'm 25 that really my life I I was a sinner that needed to be saved by grace. I was desperate, and and I, I kind of like didn't really know what true family life was like. When you're in an abusive family, you really don't understand and don't know. I was talking to somebody just today because I'm actually at the Water Lily Cafe at the moment. I know we're not talking about Water Lily today, but here at the Water Lily Cafe, you know, talking to to somebody who's they, they didn't realise that their life was. C- c- abusive and that they were being abused until they actually saw other people's lives and the way that they operate and it's a bit like that as a christian you don't really know what it's like to be a christian until you are one when you when you discover that love which jesus wants to pour out into all of our lives when you have that relationship with god which only comes by asking 
you know, it, it, in fact, Jesus encourages to ask, seek, and knock. You know, people talk about spiritual things today, but the, the best spiritual thing is actually knowing that the Holy Spirit can come and live in your life when you ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, and the Holy Spirit is then there. This is Hope FM. Well, what a great song that is by the late uh, Keith Green there. Uh, there is uh, a Redeemer, which, of course, underlines, oh. of course, the, the whole reason. And, of course, Keith himself was lost in a plane accident with, uh, uh, with, you know, with I think it was his three of his children as well. But, uh, of course, his life exemplified, you know, wonderful faith in God. And, he, and he's, his music is a great example, you know, to us all. Yeah, Colin, I know that you're you're working on quite an exciting uh, project because we today here we are the last day of March, and we're we've been through probably the most challenging year uh, that many of us have ever had to face. Uh, but this conference uh, that 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 you've been planning on, I I love the, the title of it. Uh, and which is you know do something great. So what what's your thinking behind organising this? Well, um, this is um, I'm I'm in three different lives at the moment, Blair. I'm in Waterlily as I am at the moment doing the census. So anybody who hasn't completed their census forms yet, they can do it online with me here at the Waterlily Cafe and uh, just get in touch with us there. And I'll give the number out at the end, shall I, Blair? Yes, yep. So, um, but then my second life is is this new charity that's going to be be starting in in uh, across the conurbation called Green Door for Families. And more of that, I'll come and talk at another time about that in in more depth, Blair, because the idea is that Green Door for Families is there to help and support people who are in real difficulties and I'll talk a little bit about one project that we're going to do with that in a moment but the encouragement conference is really my third strand which is I'm now freelance and and um, my imprint if you like my logos training life changing and so I believe greatly that it's not enough just to become a Christian you know we need to be trained and equipped and developed so that we can grow and be effective so part of it is this doing great things is uh, the conference itself is called the encouragement conference with that as the strap line about doing great things and i believe that really everybody needs to be encouraged every single day i think we live in a world that discourages us so much i just even this morning i was chatting with somebody and they were just admitting that how low they got and I just said, look, you need encouragement. And I just spoke a few words of encouragement to this person. And they went away with a spring in their step, do you know, after we'd prayed. And I think God wants us to be encouraged. But unfortunately, we, we live in a world that seems not to want to encourage people. So the encouragement conference is all about that, Blair. And of course, there's there's another big thing, isn't there? And, that, and that's being honest with 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 yourself as well. And you're oh, quite you're quite right. Absolutely. We don't we don't do enough encouragement. But but how many times whenever you say to somebody, "How are you?" Oh, I'm grand. I'm fine. I'm well. You know, when <laughs> when, when in actual fact the the total opposite 
is is true. Uh, why is it that we find it so difficult to be really, really honest about where we're at? Um, and particularly, I mean, this, people who are Christians, you know, uh, are particularly bad. <laughs> At this, I often wondered whether it was because we're supposed to be holy. You know, dare, dare I say holier than that? I mean, I know we are supposed to be holy, but you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, are, are we? Are, the thing, the thing that's probably most worrying about this is is not being able to tell the truth, and 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 of course that then means that if I come to you and every time you talk to me, Colin, I say I'm fine, I'm fine, Colin. Then you haven't got much of a lead into how you're going to help me or encouraged me or have you no not at all not at all i think i think transparency and being being prepared to honest i have to say society's got a lot better at this i don't think uh, but i think the church needs a little bit of catching up on this because i think in society people are wanting to say all their difficulties and problems uh and, it, and it's almost a badge of honor but in church it still seems that well if i say how i really feel then I'm grumbling. And we know what happens to grumblers. All you've got to do is look at the grumblers in the wilderness and see where they ended up. So there's a sense that I think people have, have mistaken the difference between being honest and, and being frightened that they're a grumbler. That's where I would say that part of the problem is. Mm-hmm. I suppose that, that, that for me it's the trans transformational power and the love of God I mean, it, I mean the th- even the thief and the cross you know whether well, it was two of them uh, one one was a bit of a grumbler as you might say and you know if you're God why why are you stuck up there come down from that cross immediately and then of course the other one uh, said don't you know uh, who you're talking to and, and recognizes that Jesus is indeed the Messiah and then he says remember me uh, when you come into your kingdom and of course Jesus response there this man was guilty of sin, hanging there, you know, with with the, his criminal friend. And Jesus said, today, you will be with me in paradise. That, that is love, Colin. That, that's, a, that's the true exp- expression. It's God not giving us what we deserve. That's really what this season is all well, that's about. Well, why, that's why we love, exactly, that's why we love Easter. It's got nothing to do with Easter bunnies or Easter eggs. It's got everything to do with an open grave. And... I love that song. We're going to play it in a moment, I think, aren't we? Glorious Day, where the idea that, that we're calling out of the grave, we're being called out of the grave by Jesus. And don't, don't we need that today? Don't we need the voice of Jesus to call us out of the grave? The Encouragement Conference is about that. It's about being real. It's about encouraging each other. And the great thing, Blair, is that we can actually be together in real life. No Zoom or Teams or any of those things. We can actually meet people. And, act, and, and one of the most important things is being able to listen to people's encouraging stories. Everybody, I think, has got an encouraging story. I don't believe that, that, that anyone who hasn't has got, found some encouragement, particularly over the last 18 months or so, um, when, we, when many of us have faced real trials, but we, many of us have come through. Now, some of us have not come through, and but even then, there are sparks of encouragement, even in the times of difficulties. Now, is this a free conference, Colin, or do, is, there, is there a registration fee? How, how do people sign up for it? Well, it's free, so anybody can come along and it's free. However, we're encouraging donations to three charities, and we'd say, please give a fiver, to one of these three charities 
And it, it's not to me. <laughs> it's either to Green Door families, or it's to Water Lily, or it's to God First, because God First are very kindly hosting the conference for free. So yeah. that's very kind, isn't it? And of course, in their new building, which I I I I, I haven't visited it since it opened. I did have a tour around just before it opened, but that's to be found at Two Airfield Way over in Christchurch. Uh, yeah, at the back of McDonald's. If anybody knows where, <laughs> if anybody knows where McDonald's is, it's the road alongside there. It's mate, the everybody, there. everybody in Christchurch knows where McDonald's is. There was back-to-back traffic <laughs> all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. so back of McDonald's, as Colin says, there on Two Airfield Way. Do people have to sort of sign up and say, "I'm coming"? Yes, and if you go on to God First's website, so you just put God First Christchurch into Google and you'll find the website, and it's on there under events. So it's, it's still a quite, I mean, we've got, we're limited to 100 places because of COVID. We've already sold nearly 20 tickets. I say sold. You have to have a ticket to get in. Mm-hmm. So uh, 20 are almost gone. So... You know, 80 to get. I mean, what date is it? It's not even April yet. No, well, uh, well, well, haven't said. I haven't said actually. This conference is taking place on. Uh, it's uh, Friday, July the second. So you've got a wee bit of time there, and I guess that by July the second, in fact, you never know. You might be able to have more than a hundred by the time you get to July the second. We might, and I think. I, but I think, in terms of safety for people, because some people are anxious about that, I think we'll still probably limit to 130. I mean, the builder can take a lot more than that. But in terms of still, you know, being careful and cautious, I think that's the number that we'll set on it. I was speaking to the the, the person who's in charge of this area, security, and he said we're going to limit it to 130. So that'll be the max figure. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And of course, my very special guest is uh, Colin Bennett, and he was just uh, telling us about this wonderful conference in July, uh, which he's organising. That's Friday, July the second. Do something great. Although, as you heard Colin saying, well, I think you said Colin that the whole, the overall theme is one of in- encouragement. And um, what else can we expect? Well, part of it is that um, I think we're precious short. One of the things problems i think in churches we're precious short of people really listening and valuing us uh one-on-one i think uh it's very interesting isn't it jesus built a, a team of disciples those 12 and he spent three years with them he'd have listened to everything they had to say and listened intently and then he will have prayed for them and encouraged them and strengthened them and i think that's really those basics are the things we need to get back to in church it's not about singing great songs. It's not about hearing great sermons, although those things are fantastic. It's really about people getting alongside other people and helping them to become disciples. Jesus has only given us one command. Go, go into all the world. All authority is given to you. This is in Matthew 28. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, teaching them everything I've commanded you, and I will be with you to the end of the age. So making disciples is the key thing. And I think that part of what the encouragement conference is going to be about is about somebody listening and actively listening to your five-minute story, 
your five-minute story of encouragement. And that will be in either in ones or twos or threes or fours, depending on how many people we've got, Blair, at the conference. <laughs> so, um, will there be... Will there yeah, be a, and then... I was going to say, Colin, will, will there be a little bit of room for people? Because, I mean, obviously, if people are, you know, not in a, a good place, you know, for whatever reason yeah. or whatever, and they don't feel like sharing positive, will, will there be somewhere for them just to share their heart, you know, w- w- within that small group or even one-to-one? Well, I always think that whenever you share an encouragement, there's always, I think uh, Nicky Gumbel says, battles and blessings. And, and I always say the cross and the crown. In other words, your life nearly always has got those two things running in parallel. So even if I give an encouraging story, it might always also be tinged with sadness about some things. So, for example, my mum, um, when she died, it was a tragic event. But actually, at her death, there were hundreds of people there at the funeral who then wanted to speak positive things about what a wonderful woman she was. So that's like a cross and a crown moment, isn't it? Bittersweet. So I think, you know, when I use the word encouragement, I don't mean just um, all, you know, frills and frippery. I mean, whatever that means. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean real-life stories that are gritty, but also have got substance and meaning. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess I suppose the the the, the whole thing really is is about in, encouraging people to free the, to you know or to believe that they can be themselves. You know, they they don't have to be you know holier than thou or 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 or, or, or whatever. Right. I think that that I mean, I suppose that if we joined any club and and in many ways that the you know the the church and the broader church is a, is a group of people together. You know, sharing sharing faith. But there is also, of course, a danger that the hymns and the the things that we do as part of our Christian culture uh, can become almost like a you know a, a mechanism uh, that then yeah. somewhere along the line loses its spark or it loses its real meaning. And of course, that can be true in all sorts of other involvements. And, but and, and I guess that it, that that's one of the things that we need we need to avoid so that we have a a very live and dynamic and exciting and expectant relationship uh, with God through through Jesus. Uh, it, is that, is that true to say, Colin? Yeah, I, and I think I think you know that we, we we need all of that, Blair. We need you know. I think sometimes people who've been Christians a long while they can end up in churchianity rather than in Christianity and become and still being an active, sharp, and an effective disciple. I think you can get dulled into thinking that church is, you know, Christianity is about attending church on a Sunday. I mean, Sunday is great, but actually, so are, so are the other rest of the week. And the opportunities to speak into people's lives, to pray, to listen to God, to be inspired by God every single day. You know, today I've prayed for two or three people. It's been wonderful. You know, I feel as I feel as uh, enthusiastic about Jesus and my relationship with Jesus as I do on any any Sunday. So there we are. The other thing about the conference, I'll just say, not only are we going to do about listening to each other, there are going to be some things from the front as well where people are going to talk about encouragement and the challenges of encouragement, but also that's like the morning, but then in the afternoon there'll be an opportunity 
for people to be prayed for individually and and not rushed about prayer you know it's it's so easy sometimes to rush praying isn't it so actually have a chance for people to listen to what god wants to say and then praying to people's lives so folks that's uh, it. put that date in your diary so that's, uh, do something uh, great friday july the second the conference will run from ten thirty a.m in the morning to 3 p.m it's entirely free but you're encouraged to give a well a minimum of of uh, five pounds which will benefit uh, uh, the three charities and of course that was uh, water lily the god first church itself who are giving off the the building and facilities uh, and of course green door which uh, is a perfect introduction of course to your brand new projects which are coming online very soon tell tell us something about what's in store well green door can i just read a bit from scripture and then i'll introduce uh green door to it so this is from matthew chapter 9 verse 35 jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd then he said to his disciples the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few ask the lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into his harvest field and that whole notion of jesus having compassion on people because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd i don't know about you blair but in my daily life, I see people who are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I see people thinking, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know where to go. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this or that or the other. And what's Jesus' response to that? He has compassion on them. And, but it's not, just, it's not just tea and sympathy. It's compassion. And then what, what does he then do? He says, pray to God, pray to God the Father, that he will send his workers out into the harvest field. In other words, the raising up of more leaders. Over the last 30 years, that's what I've been doing at Moorlands, raising up men and women who could go out into all of the world to encourage and strengthen and challenge and support, preach and all of those things, um, pray for people to be healed from from sicknesses and diseases as well. So for me, Green Door for Family is like that it has it's the same kind of dna uh, as morelands where i used to work and so green door itself is designed to work with churches and encourage churches at no cost to go and be involved with that church get alongside that church train people help people grow and develop so that they can impact the communities where they live in whatever situation that might be. Colin, of course, is... This is Hope FM. My very special guest, Colin Bennett. We've been talking about about that wonderful conference which is coming up uh, in July, uh, Do Something uh, Great. Uh, And we're also talking about Green Doors. Green Doors is is an unusual name for a project. Where, Where did all that come from and what does it mean? Yeah, so one of our master's students at Moorlands, uh, Di Kirby, she just had a sense that God was saying to her that she should set up a charity which has got a green door on it. And and the reason why she chose that and why she had that imprinted on her mind is because a green, so anything green means go, doesn't it? Yeah. So if I'm sitting in front of a computer screen at the moment, there's a big 
green button encouraging me to press it. <laughs> and <laughs> green means go, and that whole sense of 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 us us uh, as a charity. Our chari- the charity's only been going three years, and we've got um, five or six trustees. Um, but during those three years, we've we've seen, and this is, uh, it's based in North Somerset, so near the area of Western Supermare, all around there, that and Bridgewater. Um, we've seen, on a weekly basis, hundreds of people fed. They've got they they we've launched a, a feeding program for people who are street homeless in in that area, and over 200 people being fed on a weekly basis um, who are struggling with lots and lots of different areas. So they're being supported in different ways by people in the churches. It, it's the church getting out onto the street and, and talking to people and meeting them and praying with them and seeing their lives changed. It's exciting, isn't it, Blair? It is, and of course, one of the things, I mean, we obviously we've talked about some of the downside of church, like you know, getting honest and so on, but we also need to talk about the plus side, because actually oh. uh, there have been, particularly over this last year, there have been so many people involved in in projects and support, whether it be from food banks to just knocking on people's doors and with a smile on their face and cheering them on or praying for them and so on. And, of course, all of this has, has made a huge difference over these last 12 months. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, who isn't a Christian, she said to me, she said, Colin, I don't know where this nation would be without the church. Now, isn't that a fantastic quote? And she meant particularly the church getting involved in, in things like feeding programs, food banks, all of those things. Um, there, are, there are churches that are giving financially financially to people who are in real need and real difficulties. I'm, I belong to, <coughs> I'm linked to another church <coughs> in the Midlands, and there hundreds of children were given gifts at Christmas in, in poor and difficult circumstances. They were giving gifts and you and to hear the stories about those those lives changed as a result of that so getting back to green door for green door it's actually green door for families so green door families if if your listeners put green door families into google they'll hear they'll, and they'll be able to see what the, the charity is doing because on top of all of this feeding there's also a, a support network with people called community connectors and community connectors are, get, are just ordinary people in churches who get alongside other people but are trained and equipped and empowered and encouraged to be able to get alongside in difficult circumstances. And if they have a hard day yeah, and a hard call on somebody, they, they, they kind of like talk to the person who's um, their supervisor, if you like, and the supervisor then prays with them and supports them because... That's what you need, because it's hard work doing community work. And so we need to be encouraged every single day by people who are alongside us. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And one of the things, of course, that's ringing in my ears is that you're going to need quite a lot of volunteers uh, to join with you yeah. to make all of this happen. And, and of course, that the T word, the training, well, of course, you yourself, having been you know involved, still are right at the heart of, of training. So... Where you are right now with the project, are you in the sort of recruiting for the big launch stage? 
Yeah, although we're going to do a quiet launch, Blair. <laughs> That's very just, sensible. We're not very coming sensible, into yeah. town. Yeah. We're not we're not coming into town blowing any trumpets. There's there's um, the Water Lily Project have got a specific need, and the specific need is to help men who are in domestic abuse situations. And Water Lily itself can't do that because it's a bit freaky working with women who are in domestic abuse and men who are in domestic abuse. So Green Door for Families have said, we will do the work with the men. So, you know, Water Lily will be working just with women, but Green Door will be working with men and trying to help men who are in domestic abuse. Now, you probably think to yourself, well, there aren't many men in domestic abuse situations. You would be wrong. Because for every four people that go to the police about domestic abuse, three are women, but one is a man. Yeah? So isn't that a bit surprising? Well, again, you see, it's not the sort of thing that men would necessarily talk about. You know, when men, men don't talk about lots of things. I don't know whether you saw, did you see the programme a few weeks ago uh, with uh, uh, Roman Kemp? Uh, and it was it was basically about uh, suicide in, in, <coughs> young, in young men, young boys. And um, It's on my to-do list to watch. <coughs> Uh, about, I think about you're probably the twentieth person that I said I've got to meet. I think it was called DNA, wasn't it? Uh, yes, and and uh, it, well, it all started with Ronan's uh, a young friend who was his producer actually uh, on in Radio One, um, and to all intents and purposes, you know, the, everything was fine. And the guy, you know, just out of the blue took <coughs> took his life, and that that and and Ronan himself, uh, in, very honestly, deals with the with the depression that 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 he has suffered himself, of course, and because he's a personality and he's come out and begun to talk about these things, as indeed of many others as well. You know that it, it has encouraged, you know, uh, really a whole a whole flood. But you, but I think that 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 what they're finding is that, you know, the mental health issues in, among young men is at epidemic proportions, Colin. So there has never been yeah. a greater yeah, exactly. need for that intervention than there is now. So the project we're going to run, Blair, is called Mast. I can't really say Mast because I'm from the north, so I want to say Mast. But I'd, I'd say mast. mast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mast sounds far more masculine than mast. Anyway, mast, which, stand, which stands for men able standing together. And the idea is that we're going to meet on a monthly basis. And for people who are struggling, whether it's through domestic abuse as men, or it's a men's group, whether it's to do with domestic abuse with men, or whether it's um, mental health difficulty with men, or whether it's just struggling with, uh, uh, you know, just being down or depressed, or whether it's to do with, with um, whether there's some, you know, somebody might be in recovery or whatever from uh, addictions, that group is designed specifically for them. I've already got six volunteers, Blair. I've already got six men who've come to me and said they want to be part of that group to support men who are in difficulties. And I've already got two men who are in difficulties who said they want to be part of that group. So there's nine of us already. We've only got 20, there's only room for 20 people in, because it's going to be, what's going to happen is there's going to be once a month on a Saturday, there's going to be a free cooked breakfast It'll be it'll be warm the cockles of your heart, Blair, because it'll be like an Irish fry, Ooh, an Ulster fry. Lovely. So, Water Lily Cafe, first date is the twenty second of May, 
And so that will be the first time that that group will meet. And the people who are the, 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 if you like, the workers, the support workers linked to that will already have been trained before that date to work with uh, those people who are going to benefit from this. Um, and it's going to be a monthly basis. So there we are. That's MAST, Men Able Standing Together. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.